But people would say to me, Todd, you can't drive yourself this hard. You can't work, you know, 70 hours a week and constantly be pushing yourself. Eventually you're going to crack. And that's what happened. Uh, I told you that my drug of choice in high school was the guiding light. Well, my drug of choice pretty much from age 20 on was working out at the gym. But I also had to look around and I had to say, Todd, you know, this is crazy. You've got a wonderful wife, beautiful son at that point. I, I did have uh, one son. He was six at the time. Um, you've got more money than you ever dreamed possible. And you wanted to kill yourself. Something's broken here. And I realized that I needed to figure out why I feel like I always have to be perfect, why I'm so hard on myself. My definition of being happy is learning to love yourself just for who you are. The 12-week program, I basically have 12 things that I do habitually to try to keep myself feeling positive. Welcome, everyone, to the Revolutionary Man podcast. I'm the founder of The Awakened Man and your host, Alan DeMonso. You know, you wake up every day, you put a smile on your face, and you do your best to live a perfect life. Then one day you wake up and realize that all of this striving is leaving you emotionally drained, stressed out, and depressed. That's when you start to ask yourself, is this worth all the effort? Well, today my guest discovered that it wasn't worth it and instead shifted his focus from living a perfect life to finding perfect happiness. Now, before we get into all that, I just want to remind you to hit like, subscribe, and share on your favorite platform so you can stay up to date on our latest information, as well as helping me grow the Awakened Man message. And for that, I just want to say I'm truly grateful. So let's get on with today's episode. The average man today is sleepwalking through life, many never reaching their true potential, let alone ever crossing the finish line to living a purposeful life. Yet, the hunger still exists, albeit buried amidst his cluttered mind, misguided beliefs, and values that no longer serve him. It's time to align yourself for greatness. It's time to become a revolutionary man. Stay strong, my brother. So how do you define happiness? And now, based on your definition, how close are you to living it? How we define happiness gives us an idea of what we think about ourselves and the measures we use to determine our happiness. But what if those measurements are off? Well, today my guest shares with us his journey from what he perceived as living a perfect life to finding happiness. So allow me to introduce my guest. Todd Patkin has been in the happiness business since 2011, and he has written books and created audio material on happiness. He has toured the country teaching his 12 Weeks to Happiness program, and Todd has been been on hundreds of radio and TV shows and worked with the likes of Deepak Chopra and was on the Reader's Digest Happiness Person of the Year in 2012. Welcome to the show, Todd. How are things today? Thanks, Elaine. Everything's great. Really, really good. Excited to be with you and uh, see if I can help some people out. Absolutely. I'm I'm sure you will. Well, and in the men's work that we do here at The Awakened Man, we always talk about everyone being on their own hero's quest or their hero's journey. And so my first question for you today is to tell us a little bit about your journey and how the, how the things that you've had to overcome have shaped who you are today and led you to doing the work that you're doing. It's a lot of what you said. I tried to be perfect my whole life. When I was younger, I had a lot of insecurities and I was bullied a lot. So I felt like if I got straight A's in school, that would kind of make me better than those big kids that used to dump my books all the time. 
Um, I was so nervous in school that uh, I say that at the time, my drug of choice was the guiding light, which I don't know if people know, but the guiding light was a soap opera. I'd come home every day and my mother would make me lunch and would watch the guiding light together. That's the only time I really relaxed. The rest of the time, I was worried about getting picked on or worried about uh, getting perfect grades. I went to college, suffered from a lot of homesickness. I, again, was at a school that they say, if you can't get into Harvard and Boston, you go to Tufts. It was very competitive. And I still felt like I needed to get those straight A's. So I say that the thing I'm the most proud of in the world is getting my college degree. And it's not because I wasn't smart enough. It was excruciating mm -hmm. for me to deal with the homesickness and to deal with all the anxiety around grades. I was so fortunate. I went into the family business when I was 22, fresh out of school, and my dad put me in charge of the sales, and I just really was a natural. We grew the company from 10 million to 100 million, wow. and it was the ride of my life, a 20-year time period, and I just loved every minute of it. But people would say to me, Todd, you can't drive yourself this hard. You can't work you know, 70 hours a week and constantly be pushing yourself. Eventually, you're gonna crack. And that's what happened. I. Uh, was a motivational speaker, doing most of it for the people in my company. I'd get on the tables in hotels and I'd jump off the tables just at the right minute to get everybody fired up. And I'd have sneakers on and I'd be on a rugged floor. So everything was fine with my body and my feet. And one day I was in the warehouse on the cement floor and I had dress shoes and I jumped off the table and I fractured my foot. And I told you that my drug of choice in high school was the guiding light. Well, my drug of choice pretty much from age 20 on was working out at the gym. I would go to the gym whenever I had a really tough day at work, wanted to just put my head through the wall. And after I had a great workout, I'd feel like a million bucks. Well, now I couldn't work out because I fractured my foot. And my wife and I had a lot of trouble getting pregnant. We finally got pregnant and we lost the pregnancy. And so I was so hurt and uh, upset about losing the pregnancy and I had lost the ability to go to the gym that I sunk down into a deep depression. I was actually suicidal for a couple of days. That's how depressed I was um, and really, really hit rock bottom. Now, if you're ever in that situation, the most important thing for you to do is to get on medication. So I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, I do have a 12 week program to happiness, but that's for people who are just kind of not feeling as good as they could, as happy as they could. But I, I'm a huge proponent of medication uh, when, you, when you need it. But I also had to look around and I had to say, Todd, you know, this is crazy. You've got a wonderful wife, a beautiful son at that point. I, I did have uh, one son. He was six at the time. Um, you've got more money than you ever dreamed possible. And you wanted to kill yourself. Something's broken here. And I realized that I needed to figure out why I feel like I always have to be perfect, why I'm so hard on myself. And I gradually came up with a 12-week program that I used for myself to make myself a lot happier. And it's been successful with people around the country. Nice, nice. And I just, so much of that story just resonates with me. And I think for a lot of, for a lot of guys and how we have set ourselves up for really for disaster and with these external things, thinking that that's how we're going to fix what's wrong inside with us. And it was great to hear that you, you had the wherewithal to understand that 
if you needed the medication to do that, because how many of us would choose to not do that, thinking that it was a, a sign of weakness or just not something that they're willing to, to cross over. So when you started to come out of this, out of this and shift for your focus from a perfect life to finding this perfect happiness, what was, what, what was part of that transition? What would, what did you start to recognize that was going on inside for you? Well, I think I realized that I can continue to be, try to be perfect for the rest of my life. Um, but I'm never going to really be happy, never really feel good about it and probably have another breakdown. So I had to come up with a different way of looking at it. My definition of being happy is learning to love yourself just for who you are. You don't have to make baskets. You don't have to score goals. You just love yourself because you're here today and you're doing the best that you can. Um, so that was kind of my new philosophy. I'm still obviously very competitive. I try to do the best I can with whatever I do. But, you know, I read a, a fortune cookie once and it was great. It said, you grow up the day you learn to have your first laugh at yourself. And I laugh at myself all the time. Now, before my 12-week program, I would never laugh at myself. If I did something dumb, I would just chastise myself and beat myself into the ground and make myself miserable. And uh, nowadays, I just look at it and I laugh and I realize I'm a human being and I, you know, you make these mistakes and you just move on. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And how often do we do we do that to ourselves or just beat ourselves up? We probably speak worse to ourselves than we would to our best friend. And yet we do it on so easily and so unconsciously. And, and it's some of that work, right, that really helps pivot people. So tell me about why you feel that happiness has been so important and so instrumental in, in how it's changed your life. Well, I mean, I, I think if you go about your days and you're just feeling good, you're feeling up, upbeat and with the people that you see, um, you're in a very positive mood. It changes everything yeah. as opposed to, you know, be, you know, hammering yourself just like a nail into the into the ground all the time. It's day and night. So I, I if you can, you know, come up with a program where you can have that frame of mind where you're really feeling happy. 90% of the time versus in the past, you were happy 10% of the time, it changes the whole world. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. That shifting that perspective from, from uh, dealing with some of the, the, the challenges that we had that face us. So how does, so how have you found that happiness has helped you deal with these tough times or, or even doing shadow work? I, I get the, I, I'm, I guess what I'm really trying to find it, find out is that while your work is a dealing with helping people live uh, happier lives, it's not that you're not facing and dealing with the challenges that you had, that you had in the past. You're just doing it differently, I would suspect. So how, how is that? How is How are you doing that today? Yeah. And the other thing that I would say to people is it's not like all of a sudden, you know, I, I got happy and now I'm happy all the time. Um, I have my weeks where I'm struggling just like I did before. And I have to review my 12 week program and go through it again. So it's, it's, uh, it's a constant struggle, I think, even for myself, but I've got the tools to kind of rise above it whenever I need that, uh, that positive reinforcement. It's just, you know, it, it, the week three, which is the most important week, it's exactly what we were just talking about, beating yourself up, telling yourself you're not good enough, you're, you're ugly, you're, you know, the world's worst parent or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just stepping back noticing when you're starting to say this stuff to yourself and just you know, kind of refusing to accept that limited self-talk. 
it takes a long time, weeks and even months, for you to be able to become someone who turns it around and makes it positive because you've got all your life if you're 40 years old for 40 years you've been beating yourself up and now we're trying to change it and we can't change it in a day we can't change it in a night and it's really important that you're easy on yourself because mm -hmm. if you get frustrated and stop the program um then obviously you've shot yourself in the foot so this is all a constant struggle you know even the people who teach happiness have their days that are not happy and we're just doing the best we can yeah, absolutely. For sure. And the, and the phrase that keeps coming to mind is, is progress over perfection is uh, really what I, what I hear you saying. And so touch one a little bit, touch a little bit about, you know, you wrote a book about, about happiness and it was really very much autobiographical in, in how you wrote it, but you also lay out your 12 set, your 12 week program. I was just wondering if you could touch a little bit on what, how you structured the weeks and, and what they're all about. Well, um, the book I wrote, I really wanted to just share with people the fact that we all do dumb stuff when we're young and we make mistakes and that we just need to kind of realize that we're not the only people that, uh, you know, if you're a man forgets to zipper up his fly and he goes into an important meeting. So that was the purpose of the book. The 12 week program, I basically have 12 things that I do habitually to try to keep myself feeling positive, feeling happy. And they start out with week one. Week one and week two are prep uh, weeks. They kind of get you in the right frame of mind so that you can accomplish weeks three through 12. Because as I said, they're really tough to change the way you've been doing things if you're 40 years old. You're not going to change it overnight. So week one is exercise. As I said, that became my drug of choice from 19 on. Going to the gym can really make you feel like Superman. You can come out of the gym feeling like you can conquer the world. And that's the frame of mind we need to have you in. Week two, we, as opposed to just getting the body ready to go, we focus on the mind itself. And we have you reading uh, motivational and positive books or listening to motivational or positive material so that your mind now is going to feel like, you know what, it's great. I can make the difference. I can uh, have the success that I want to have. So that's week one and week two. They're both preparation weeks, exercise and listening to motivational tapes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, the other thing I was thinking is that in, in, I, in doing the research and getting ready for today that, you know, you've done, obviously didn't had did a lot of work with this 12-week program and you've coached some people and mentored them through your program. And then I was Looking at, I noticed that as of 2021, both Canada and the U.S. ranked number one and two, respectively, on the happiness scale, according to uh, this uh, the uh, Economic World uh, uh, website. Yet, I also understand that we're also, you know, the amount of of uh, antidepressants we're using is also on the rise. So there seems to be a bit of a disconnect in the work that you're doing with people. What are you finding that is that is leading them to get to to have it to be in a position where we live in a place where we can be so happy yet we're not. Yeah, all the studies that I've seen actually, America is way down the list of happy countries. The European countries are quite a bit higher than we are. Mm -hmm. um, I find that most people aren't happy. Most people are frustrated. They're burnt out. Um, you know, they they just need a new way of, to live. We know that coming out of COVID. There's so much more mental illness issues, yeah. uh, whether it's young people or older people. People are really suffering. They spent this uh, two, three-year period without as much interaction with other people. 
They uh, maybe didn't go to the office as much. So nowadays, it's a really critical time in America, and I'm sure it's in Canada as well, with people not happy, not feeling satisfied, and trying to figure out a new way to live. And the other thing is that your kids will always be like you. So when I encourage people to take the program, and I'm honest with them that it's not going to be easy, they may not do it for themselves, but if they realize if they change and they become happier and more positive and do some of the new uh, traits that I recommend, their kids will learn from them and their kids will be happier and their kids will be happier and so on. Yeah, absolutely. Completely, uh, completely agree and support that 100%. And you're starting to lead on to my next, the next thought I had, and that was, you know, there's this idea of wanting to be, of, of also wanting to have fulfillment. And I was wondering in your work with happiness, how happiness and fulfillment come together and work together and, and support each other. Well, I mean, I, I, I think that feeling fulfilled, at least with me, has to do with looking at your life and can you be proud of what you have? And I can look and, you know, I've got a successful son who's doing great. I've got a good marriage. I was very successful uh, in my career. So for me, it's easy to feel fulfilled, mm. but I'm not happy all the time. Happiness is, to me is a day-to-day -day struggle um, with your mind and the way that you view the things that are happening to you. Whereas fulfillment to me is more of a scorecard. It's easy for us to feel good about ourselves if we've had, uh, you know, a lot of success in the past. Yeah, I love that distinction about about them. It's so true, right? That fulfillment is more based on the they're looking back on, on what we've accomplished and what we're doing, and versus versus the happiness piece being completely on a day to day basis. I really like like you came up with that to, that distinction. You know, of everything that we've sp talked about today, and maybe there's something that we haven't, what, what would be one takeaway you would have for our audience? Um, I think it's really important to play to your strengths. So all of us were born with certain and unique traits that we're better at than other people. But most of us took the first job out of high school or college, and it wasn't necessarily a job that we wanted. We figured we'd take it for a number of years and move on but it's 20 years later and we're still in that job we don't like. Mm -hmm. And we had certain hobbies and sports that we loved to play when we were younger, but we stopped doing that when the kids came along. So right now we're not living in our zone. So I recommend people make a list of all of the things they love to do the most and all of the things they think they're better at than most people and where they intersect, where you have something that's on both lists, what you love to do and what you think you're better at than most people circle that and start working on a way to spend more time in that zone. So you're, you're, you're living in the place where God meant you to live. Love that. Just love that. And you know, I just want to, I thought what a great way for us to, to wrap up our, 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 cha our chat today. I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show and happiness is a day-to-day job for us. It's an opportunity for us to really check out how we've measured ourselves and ensure that we have, uh, that we're living as happy a life as we can. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Todd, and get involved with one of your, with your program or do some work with you, how would they go about doing that? Yeah. The easiest thing to do if you want to check out the 12 week program is to go to YouTube and go to finding happiness with Todd, T-O-D-D. Go to YouTube, Finding Happiness with Todd. You'll see me on video for all 12 weeks. 
I explain to you what the 12 weeks are about, and I give you solutions on how to overcome those challenges. Perfect. Well, I'll make sure I put that information in the show notes so people have an opportunity to reach out to you. I want to say thank you so much for, for spending time with me today. It was a really enjoyable talk and discussion. Thanks, Elaine. Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Man podcast. Are you ready to own your destiny? To become more the man you are destined to be? Join the brotherhood that is The Awakened Man at theawakenedman.net and start forging a new destiny today.